Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. It's a bit of a weird night as the Lions might have been seven or eight goals up early and, and had it sorted. And then the flow of the second half is St Kilda should have won. Yeah, without a doubt. I think well, the build-up, I, I love the build-up for it. It was St Kilda, their season on the line. If they didn't, if they didn't win last night, um, their season was over. And that's how they played. They were physical. They hunted the Lions. They got under their skin. Um, they went after Lockie Neal. Um, and Windhager, he, he is a very impressive young fella. Even though the Lions blokes were going after him, he uh, he kept to his job and, and looked really good. But you're right, it was it was the first half of missed opportunities for the Lions. The amount of inside fifties they had, but just couldn't convert. And then it was just a, a swap in the third quarter. The St. St Kilda Football Club dominated the third and parts of the last quarter, but just couldn't convert. And then getting shots inside forward fifty, and I know King, he, he would have slept terribly last night having five points and four from set shots, but there's a few others around that, that should have kicked some goals late in that game where you could just sort of see on the, the face of the St Kilda supporters. They were they felt their the season was slipping away as as every point was going through. You felt that with the St Kilda players though. A, a broad brushstroke of, of how dominant the game was in those periods was at the exact ten minute mark of the third quarter. Brisbane had fifteen shots at goal to St Kilda's eight. So they're almost doubled their shots at goal. And they were 22 points up. By the end of the game, St Kilda had had true shots at goal, three more. So it shows you just the dominance they had in their second half and they they couldn't bring home the bacon. They are coach kept. This is why coaches go grey and fans do too. So the Lions kick 4-1 from only seven entries in the last quarter, Jared. While Max King can't hit the side of a barn at the other. What, by the way, question here. Why is St Kilda so opposed, almost offended, to having a goal-kicking whisperer come in, if you like, to work with Max King? Benny Dixon did do some work down there and, and was very good for a lot of their boys. I was thinking last night about Ben Dixon, who's he's a very good technical goal-kicking coach. Um, if he's still there, sack him, and if he's not there, get him back. <laughs> no, well, Matthew Lloyd was famously or infamously um, shut out last year when it looked as though the old uh, Halebury coach was going to come down and, and mentor him in front of the sticks, and St Kilda said, no, no, we got this. We got this. Technically, he, though... Oh, sorry, go on, go on. No, no, go ahead. Technically, though, if you the way people analyse a golf swing, the way people analyse a bowling action in cricket, his his kicking action has many different forms. His very first miss, which he pulled left, he was right over the ball. His body came forward of his hips on the kick and he just pulled it left. Thereafter, he came in very slowly and then on the strike. It's all about where your body is when you strike. And his body was leaning right back and it was like, and kicked with no venom. When you lean back, that's fine if you kick it with some punch, but he had no Venom in that kick when he was leaning back. So it was 
It was like somebody taking the driver who's hooked one minute and sliced the next and just has no idea how to get it down the centre. I think if you look, you don't want to, you don't want him to go to the extent of a Ben Brown where he runs in 50 metres with that momentum mm. and kicks straight, even though it works for Ben Brown. But Derm's spot on that. It's like he takes three or four steps and then kicks with no momentum. And when, when that happens, if your body's leaning one way or leaning the other, that's why the ball moves so much. Uh, if you've got the momentum going and kicking through with a bit of power, even if you don't hit it perfectly or your body's not exactly where you want it. The momentum normally takes it through. So he's he's clearly going to have to go through and look at it because that that style that he's got, the goal-kicking style, won't won't last for, for long, I don't reckon, if he can, continues to kick like that. It reminded me of that line out of Moneyball when they were, were talking about player X, and he says, yeah, but he gets on first. He gets yeah, on base. Yeah, yeah, he, gets, he gets, on, gets on first base. Ben King, for as good as he is, he just doesn't get the goals. Max? Oh, sorry, Max, Max, Max King. Yep. For as good as he is in marking the ball, he just can't get the ball through well, the so, goals. So he's 22-20. I know you want to move on, Jerry. 22-20 in his debut year, 38-30 in his second year. And this year, prior to last night anyway, he was 47-36. But he appears to get – he's kicked six straight in games. But he appears to get in this whirlpool of despair, if you like, and he can't extricate himself from it. So he's had games this year where he's kicked one goal seven, he's kicked a two goal five, and then he had his – his game last night, so it's almost like when he misses the first couple, and he's not on his own here, mm. it's hard for him to pull himself the out. The facts are revealing in the numbers, for sure, absolutely for sure, except that they get skewed if you were to take inside 25, inside 30 metre shots, key forwards whose craft is, they should be kicking, you know, we hear about pluggers 71%, inside 25, 30 metres, they should be 9 out of 10. Mm. Is it, and he's not. He's nowhere near that. Yep. Is it the pressure of the situation, or is it getting to him mentally? Because on Friday nights, so when it's a big week, everyone wants to play Friday night football. It's the big game everyone looks forward to. He's 5.15 on Friday nights. On Saturdays, he's 17.12, and on Sundays, he's 15.6. Is that his? <laughs> look at the shit. Is that, <laughs> that's, no, no, that's analysis. Is that, is that someone overthinking? Or what time building? did you get to bed last night? I, I told you I've been crook. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that, is that someone who... Thinks, wants to play that well on the big Friday night, on the big scene, thinks about it all day, and then gets to it and goes, oh, I've overthought this. What happens if I miss it? And then once you miss the first one, those, that little man in your head starts talking. Um, but then you get to Sunday, he's watched football, he's been occupied by other stuff, he's had training the day before. It just seems like the more he thinks about it, or the bigger occasion that he puts in his head, that he's, he's not handling the situation. You'd have to know the boy to answer that. You back him in, though. He will turn it around. He's as professional and as diligent and as driven as a great kid. He's a good I, kid. Yeah. I'd back him to turn around. But these are, are these not just the rough edges in the diamond early on in your career, Hodgie, maybe? Yeah, I think if you listen to Brett Ratton talk last night, he does so much well. And I think this is like this is how you feel for a young guy. He's in his third year, and we, we're so harsh on him because I think everyone believes on how good he can be. So this is only one part of his game. But considering the result last night, it was a pretty important part. But he does so... So much other things that are, that are so good to watch. He's leading, his hands, his marks, um, how he moves for a big fellow who's, what is he, six foot five. Uh, oh, all that he's, stuff. He's bigger than that, Hodge. Is he bigger than that? Oh, yeah. I know Ruffy's down there now, but I did a couple of years down there just going in one day a week and doing some work with the forwards, key yeah. forwards. So it's your and fault he's missing. Thing- so. No, Dicko was the uh, goal kicking <laughs> coach. Uh, the one thing I'd say about him is he, I haven't seen from like, you know, when you get the one, two jump start, like quick feet, da, 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 jump launch at the ball. I've never seen anyone take the ball higher off the ground. Six foot eight in the old. Six, Six foot eight. 
Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, he's very. He's huge in in height. He's very long. He's not overly big. But I don't think you people say, "Oh, wait till he get beefs up." I don't think you want to beef him up all that much more because he'll lose that elevation in the jump, and that's his major weapon. Still yet to see him break somebody with that enormous pace because both the brothers have scintillating pace. So you could almost on occasions play a pagan's paddock with him because no one's going to beat him running. No full back is going to beat him running back towards goal. So he's got he's got a few weapons at his disposal. I, I, th- I he- think I probably shouldn't ask Derm this because I think I'm going to know the answer. But as a centre-half forward, should he be more aggressive? Because you saw that last night there was blokes that were six foot two that were bumping him, physically getting into him. If someone did that to Buddy Franklin, they'd be on their back. Like he wouldn't stand for a bloke of uh, half their size, twenty kilos less weight than him. He, Buddy, would not stand for that because he'd want to intimidate. He'd want to bully and let them know who the boss is. Last Depends night, on the circumstance, Hodgie. Depends, and I, and I was, I know that one that was down in the left-hand forward pocket, far point post boundary line throw in, and I, I think it was Matheson got into him and then tried to milk a free kick out of it. It depends on the circumstance, and yes, there are times. I think your description was he's got to, was it you or Brian said he's got to run over the top of them. Um, if the ball is live, put up with it so you can win the ball. Oh, yep. If you if somebody, you know, if, if the situation is it's not going to hurt the team at that moment, yes, make the stand. The one thing, he doesn't, when, he's, when somebody's grappling at him to stop his lead and the likes, there is a small, <laughs> Jared's sense of fairness doesn't like these, <laughs> these standards, but there is a small term, short term loss to be laid out in view of a long-term game. So if some bloke's grappling at you as you start to lead, if you thrust an elbow back into his sternum, it might go for a free kick, it might not. But it's going to be... The, the, the opposition player's going to be reticent next time whether he does it or not. If you never do anything, they will keep harassing you and pressing the line, the envelope right to the line. So it depends on the moment. And I, I do agree, there are moments I think I would like to see him probably exert a little bit more physical influence. I saw him last night grab Noah Ainsworth and threw him to the ground. It took three lines blokes to get him off. And I'm sitting there going, that's the aggression a centre-half forward needs. And as you said, this was a behind play. They both were having a bit of a tussle um, one, one-on-one, and then it went to two-on-one, and, and he showed anger, and he was physically getting stuck into it. And I sat back and go, that's what they need as a centre-half forward, to intimidate the small half-backs. We're going to try and get stuck into him. Here's Brett Ratton on Max King. That The first question last night regarded uh, whether they would accept some outside help for his kicking. He won't be seeing anybody outside the club. He doesn't need to. We've got people with the skill set to keep working there. And as I said to you, it's not just all about the technical aspect is there's a mental aspect to it as well so with goal kicking it's a closed skill and there's different elements to it so it's not just we bring somebody in and they you know fix up the hand drop or anything like that he hasn't got many flaws but you know sometimes it can go against him what i do know is i want max king in my corner and he'll be he'll be at our footy club for 10 years and when we look back, we'll be saying what a you know great player he is and what he's done. And uh, I want to I want to go to war with Max because uh, he delivers and he will deliver. So he's with his guy, but but you can't ignore 
Like you have to help him be as good as he can be. Yeah. And and, and soon, like he's fifty nine games in. So yes, this is the uh, this is these are the fledgling years, but. Uh, given that this has been a problem that's existed in his kicking from the start, it is we're actually quite a long way in for for that to be the case last night, I think. Is he the number one player moving forward for St Kilda? Yes. So, of course, you're going to back him in. That's good, solid words yep. from the coach to, to endorse him as he's our man. We build this club around him. Uh, as I said, if... If you are the person getting the ball in the in the forward half, you have to create goals or kick them yourself. Uh, and and it, it would and I'm right in Max King's corner as well. But with his poor kicking last night, they lost the game. And it was so it was graphic and it was audible, like the the despair in St yeah. Kilda fans and the trepidation and the build up to his set shots. Once he'd missed the one from fifteen out, and he had the next one, there weren't a whole lot who weren't looking through their hands at what was about to transpire. The sound was sort of somewhere between just the groaning of, oh, why is this our lot? We cursed St Kilda fans and uh, their despair and exasperation. So that's a, And that's a bigger picture. This is a team that started 8-3. They look like they'll now back out of the season 3-8. So there, there, are, there are some pretty severe realities, Dermot, for, for St Kilda to face up to. There is. Just on that too, and Luke's better qualified, but I remember, and it's just it's such a learned and, and intelligent man who played in the back half of our ground, Chris Langford, and he says he said to me once, it means so much to us down back when you guys kick straight. And that for him to say that, we spoke volumes. Hodgie, you'd be the same when you went back to see blokes kick goals that were less than a 50-50. It's so buoyant. To the rest of the team, and and in and the and equally the same in 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 the opposite. Oh, without a doubt, you are reward for all the work that you do. You, to to go through and get a, a, a teammate to have a shot on goal for all the work that everyone else has done up the field. For him to go back and the difference from them nailing their goal to missing it, because then the pressure goes on the next person and then the next person, and and that's what it seemed like with St Kilda. Yes, King had a few, but there was a number of them that I think they kicked five points in the last quarter. Mm. Uh, and you just felt every time they had that set shot, it was it was just more and more pressure on that next person because of what had happened prior to it. Yeah. I, as a kid, I, coming from Frankston, my mum thought it was only safe for me to go on the train to Moorabbin. So I saw a lot of St Kilda games. It was a lot more dangerous in Frankston than it was at Moorabbin. But, so I saw so much of St Kilda and seeing those fans last night. They are hilarious, the St Kilda supporters. It was, it was almost like they gave up and laughed at themselves. We should oh, just flick myself <laughs> off with my arms and we should be winning this. But this, we are St Kilda. There's a reason why we won't. And it's got nothing to do with winning the ball or the way we play. It's some other little reason that's given, as you said, our lot. And the, the way they hung their heads in their hands and smiled and said, oh, yeah, well, that's us. Oh, it was, oh, it was, it was hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. So what, what's their lot? Um, are they one or two players away or are they, is their list now in a quandary where they, they brought players in to contend, they're not contending, so what do you do next? Well, I looked 
When I look at their list, I think they've got 11 core. If, if you want to say 20, what are we now, 2022, 2024, I think they've got 11 core players who will be there at the sharp end of the season in two full seasons' time. Um, Max King, obviously, the, uh, the, the best of them. Most of their good players, other than that, are imports. Now, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But imports come to you mid-career. And that means you don't have them for that whole build, like a Max King, like a Windhager. And I'm including him in it because I'm thinking 44 games down the track. So I expect him to be. We've seen enough evidence there to suggest that that boy has got a career He did too substance. good of a job last night, yeah. I would have thought. If you ask Chris Fagan, too good of a job. But we'll get to that maybe. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's going to have a career of real substance. So, But you hold them up to... It's great to say we've got a fine list. It's structuring well, but how does it compare to the others? And I could count six or seven lists right now that I think are ahead of them. What do you think, Hodgie? What's their is is their premiership in this group, or do they have to to get to the business of of getting some draft talent in? Um, oh look, if, if I was St Kilda, I'd be going for Dugowie because I reckon he, he's a player last night that would love that opportunity. Would would see that game. It's a big game. He would love the ball in his hands in pressure situations. My my issue, is, issue with St Kilda is the effort. Like last night, I don't think anyone could argue that the effort wasn't there. Where's that been throughout the season? We've seen games where they've been really, really good, and especially early in the year, it was that they were eight and three uh, going into the bye, and everyone sitting there going, "Oh, St Kilda, here we go." But then, well, yes, they'd had a few few injuries to steal and, and a few other main a few other main people, but. That intensity of that, that they showed last night of our season's on the line, this is what we're going to do, we're going to go and hunt the team, we're going to be physical, we're going to bash into Neil. That's just not consistent enough for this team. And before we, before they start bringing in other people, they need to get that right from all the, all the blokes at that list. There, one, there was one thing that, that signified how blue-collar this team is last night in one moment, and I am friendly with him. I think he is a, an outstandingly good player, He's a, he's a fantastic young man. The captain, Jack Steele. Remember the goal where uh, um, Big Danaher ran into the open goal and just slid it across? At the other end on that play, Jack Steele, as good as he is around the footy, got the ball forward of the centre, 75 metres from goal, no real pressure, and kicked to a one-on-one, and it favoured the backman long into this right-hand pocket. From that moment, it got rebounded right to the other end and Danaher walked in a goal. That suggested that in that moment there was Jack Steele is awesome. By God, I'd love him in my team. But they lack the class delivery. You, 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 I mean, you've only got one of each, but you, you wanted uh, Hilly to be kicking that ball in there. And it said to me their best player in the middle of the ground just couldn't deliver the skill set required in that pivotal moment. The Lions side of the equation next. 15 point winners last night. They sit second on the ladder right now. The Friday night scores for Werribee. Isuzu Ute upgrade your old Ute into D-Max now. They are paying top dollar for trade-ins. Brisbane 12-9-81 defeated St Kilda 9-12-66. You're listening to Crunch Time. Our Friday night footy discussion is for Werribee Isuzu Ute. They make buying cars easy. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Get the power!
Visit tyrepower.com.au now.